This is On The Grid, powered by theracetalk.com on mypodcasthouse.com. G'day everyone and welcome. It is our Friday edition of On The Grid up here at Bathurst 2019. Of course, uh, this one is all about qualifying. Today that was the big session here on Mount Panorama and it was a wet qualifying. Richard Crowell from theracetalk.com. Crowley, not too many surprises, but a couple. HBX, Dale, a cracking session and really enjoyed it. And I like that we had something different this weekend. We've seen dry running, we've seen record lap times. We've seen McLaughlin reset his own benchmark lap time on two occasions, 3.7, then a 3.4. I like that the game changed a little bit in quality and we had some varied conditions and it turned out to be very, very wet. If you haven't seen it, folks, I mean, it, it got real bad. There was snow within 15 or 20 minutes of the Bathurst region, quite heavy rain before quality. It improved as the session went on. So in the end, we had a bit of a shootout as times dropped, but pole ended up being, or provisional pole, should say, ended up being a 2.27.6, so 30-odd seconds off the pace. Um, but the more things change conditions-wise, boys, the more they stay the same, and until a last lap effort from Chaz Most at McLaughlin was more than a second faster than anybody, so that shell number 17 cars fast in any conditions. Kudos to Brad Jones Racing, Dale. Absolutely, they uh, they really performed very well. In fact, right through the session, Nick Perkhead and Tim Slade were popping in and out of the ten. So it wasn't down to the last few minutes where they just arrived there. They were contenders the whole way, Tony. But um, to pick up on on Richard's point, um, there, there were cars in the top ten up until about a minute and a half to go that you think, boy, if this is the shit with these guys in there, it's going to be a real lottery. But uh, normality returned. I think the big uh, story of, of uh, the qualifying was actually getting Cam Waters out of the pits. He only yep. dropped in a few laps. They had a Cam. Uh, sensor problem. He only did five laps and managed to get himself into uh, P8. Eight, um, yeah. Really great effort. He, he really only had two chances to do this and perform particularly well. Yeah, that was crucial, wasn't it? And, and Tickford really needed to get... The, we expected six Mustangs in the 10. We got five. Holdsworth missed out. Um, handed up down the order a little bit. Didn't, I'm trying to look and find out where he was in the end. Bottolo Racing 20th. Team. 20th, yeah. So that's pretty disappointing from a Tickford point of view, but but to get three in with a shot at the shootout tomorrow is important. Um, just the, the BJR story is a really good one, isn't it? And so many times they've been good here. Um, Slady driving for his career, arguably, uh, inside the top five, so that's a great job. And Nick Perkat was in the top ten for most of the session. Yeah. He was one of those drivers that looked like for a while he was locked in and then got bumped out and then bumped himself back in. It was like a bump day at the Indy 500. Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, what about a... You've got to feel sorry a little bit for GRM. Because at multiple points in that session, they had two cars in the top ten. Yeah, Richie correct. Stanaway was fifth at one yeah, point in that, and yeah. James Golding on the cusp. Um, they ended up quite a long way out. Well, Stanaway 12th, so they'll start really well. Um, Beaver ended up 19th. But you kind of feel that they were a little bit robbed just with the way that all played out. Yeah, they, they did. Uh, they went pretty early. They went pretty hard early. And uh, sitting around fifth and sixth, that we were thinking it was part of that mix-up. But... Uh, as the track, I don't think it actually dried that much. It was a matter of just the, 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 the cream rising to the top, as you say. Fabian Coulthard was a big loser. We were talking to the DJ Team Penske guys after the session, and uh, by their own admission, their engineer just did not get Fabian's timing right, yeah. and he missed, he missed the flag. He had a little couple of lofts and just missed his last lap. Um, he starts from uh, P16. Yeah, so I was down. wrong. I said 
five Mustangs, it's actually four. Yeah, it's isn't only it? four that, yeah. That's a big miss for that team. Big miss, yeah. With yeah. the hierarchy here, both Ford and Penske, that yeah. not getting two cars in the shootout. Prime yeah. time tomorrow is a big one. On the on the flip side, though, uh, Scott McLaughlin uh, looks the calmest I've ever seen him at a race oh. meeting. He is here to win a race. He's got. I don't think the championship's even playing on his mind. A different level, Dale. Yeah, yeah. Just the way he's gone about his business so far this weekend, and when, we've seen what he's done this year, and he's been in a slightly different motor race to everyone. But, but he doesn't have to worry about the championship, does he? That's taking care of itself. Yeah. He's two races basically two ahead. rounds ahead. Yeah, effectively two rounds ahead. So I mean, that, that could play itself out. And uh, to the point, Chebex, where he said in an interview on Fox at the end of that race that he was like, I really wanted to get pole in this session, or provisional pole, because I wanted to be last out in the shootout. Yeah, fair enough. So he's even dictating how he runs when the track conditions are at their best at the end of the day, when that track temperature's perfect at the end of the shootout, assuming it's dry tomorrow, and Scotty seems to think it will be. So, yeah, they're in a different race at the moment. So with that in mind, if we get a dry day tomorrow, uh, will we rob today of that... O two, could we see it tomorrow at a one lap hit? Well, I mean, we did three four in practice session at midday, and if it had stayed dry, the track, the way it's been working this weekend in both supercars and the support categories, it's been really good numbers wise. Early in the morning and late in the afternoon, they've been seeing really good numbers. So, I reckon we would have gone real low threes had it been dry. Um, let's see what tomorrow brings, but. If we get a, a dry lead up to the shootout and the track's in good nick, this rain might actually be good. It might clear some of the rubber off a little bit, just bring that surface back. Could be in real good shape. Um, who knows? Could see it done in a shootout. That'd be super. Well, it would be super. We've got to go through a couple of the losers as well. We've been through the winners. Uh, for me, I thought the Lee Holdsworth car finishing in 20th place, I think, is a real disappointment for that Mustang. And i tell you what, uh, the Jack LeBrock car finishing in the Tech truck assist. I know they're our great friends but that car just isn't running well at the moment. At 2.33 the best time it was six seconds off the pace and absolute last even behind the uh, the American guys. Yeah I think the uh, you know the, the talk about wet setups and dry setups um, I think they're struggling for a setup uh, in that car <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, you know and, and really the Kostecki brothers and, and the two American visitors in the uh, Napa Auto Parts car probably are about where we expected them to be yeah. but they're not they haven't been disgraced even in a wet session uh, and nor were they in the dry this morning so you know they are tail end charlies at the moment but they are they're not way behind but that's a disappointing result for for jack uh, that's a long way off and unlucky at the end of that was todd hazelwood who was in the 10 yes. but his last lap was up yeah, uh, until but he had a, a horrible middle sector and yep. that ultimately cost him a shot had a now, faster sector one he did now boys early in the week we had a bumper preview on the racetalk.com and one of the questions number 12 in fact was name a surprise addition to the top 10 shootout. Uh, every single one of us, bar one, got it properly wrong. Oh. And the only person that picked it was Gregory Rust. Oh, who did who he named pick? Anton Di Pasquale. Well, he's done And well. Anton squeaked in by the skin of his teeth into ninth position. So he was 0.02 quicker than... Uh, where was he, actually? Did he? Where yeah, am no, I? Well, he he was in. Well, yeah, so he's, yeah. yeah, he just squeaked in. So... By point zero three of a second. Amazing. So three hundred. So you just got him. So though, I'll tell. I'll send Rusty a message on that. I, I think you should put P.S. Rusty. We didn't rate him as a roughie. No, we thought he'd be <laughs> no, anyway. Was a fair didn't point we? we thought he was a dead set. <laughs> I tell you what, though, the the difference between him and his teammate and Dave Reynolds, who finished twenty second, that was quite amazing. Yeah, oh, they're, they're car nine's just a recovery effort now, isn't it? From from. Almost riding the thing off yesterday, they were at the track until 
all night, basically. So they had 12 guys working on that car until midnight. They sent six of them home. Six guys here. They fired the car at 5 a.m. So if you're staying in a motorhome behind the garages, you had an early wake-up call this morning. So massive job from Erebus. But, and, and the worst thing they could have had was a wet qualifying session because that car, as good as a job repairing it would be, they just needed dry running to make sure it was all yeah. right. So, yeah, they, they battled. They just got the thing in the show and away they go. But to be fair, in P5 this morning in the dry, David was fourth. Yeah. So, so I think you're right. I mean, the qualifying's good. caught them, but the car's mm. not right. But but you know he showed this morning, and that was a huge effort to get that car back on yeah. track. They only they did you know they, they did the whole session, uh, two oh four. They're only point seven off fastest yeah. this morning. So I think they'd be they'd be doing the Sundance tonight because they don't want to see any more rain. I don't think with that car. Uh, Datsun's missed out. Yeah, which was really amazing. Rick Kelly was there right until the end as well. He finished eleventh in the end, so uh, he's missed out. Andre Heimgartner down there in thirteenth place. And Simona seemed to really struggle at times through that yeah, session. she was another driver that was in the 10 at some yeah. point in that Chevec. So I, I think 17th is pretty decent effort. Um, actually, there's so many drivers. I've got to say, Alex Rollo's done a solid job in that car and the co-driver stuff. Bryce Forward, I reckon, has been quietly impressive mm. uh, in the other Nissan. I just, it's a pretty solid little combinations there. I like what they're doing and... Clearly the tweaks they've made to the Ultima so far and the team's on top of it and, and the setup seems to be pretty good in the dry, so they're good. Um, who else? Uh, I think Joe Moffat is the other co-driver. I was just really going to say a, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, yeah. He's standing out at the moment and I think you know when you look at Chaz's performance both in the dry and the wet, they are emerging as a seriously strong team. Yeah, Winterbottom and Richards have been putting it together as well. That race, goes talk, into the top. race talk preview uh, might have... Certain person might have tipped the old Moffat Mustard thing as being I the best all-round combination. I think I, I even came up. I'm the, not uh, looking at you, Tony Shabeki. I think I even came up with the solution that uh, James Moffat may have been conceived here. He was born in June, and that's nine months after October. It's too much detail for me, Tony. Well, he knows the place well. That's <laughs> all I'm trying to say. Uh, anything else to add, boys, before we head off to the press conference from qualifying? Um, Walking Toronto United, 14th and 18th. Yeah, and and they were top 10 for. Yeah, but I think Half everyone was about top ten. Yeah, they were at some point. Yeah. Um, what do we reckon of the wild cards? Kostecki's in front of the Walkinshaw car in the end. They were split by tenth. Brody did a really nice job. I think to be I'd... fair to Alex Rossi, never driven one of these things in the rain. Yeah. They're hard enough to drive in the dry, um, and Brody has. So I think that's a pretty solid effort from both. So I'm tipping that these boys, Rossi and uh, Hinchcliffe, drove away from the track yesterday thinking, "What the hell just happened? What was that?" And I reckon that Rossi's probably drove it away today thinking, that was just absolutely mad driving this joint in the rain. Did a 6-3 Rossi hey, was, in practice yeah. five earlier yeah. today, and, and Hinch has been even quicker. So, yeah, they're, they're going okay. They're not, they were never going to qualify any better than that, I don't think. Yeah. But they'll pound around all day. No. That's solid. All right, let's have a listen to what our top three, Scott McLaughlin, Chas Mostert, Shane Van Gisbergen and their co-drivers had to say at the qualifying press conference. Wow, what a qualifying session that was. Went long after the chequered flag and it's Scott McLaughlin on top for now in the Armoral qualifying scenario. Great lap in the wet and tricky conditions. Press for time here today, lots to get through. Uh, I'll direct my questions to Scotty and then we'll open it straight up. So uh, I'll keep mine roll nice and brief. Well done, mate, on a, on a good lap. What's more impressive, doing a, a quick lap in those conditions or doing a, a 203.4 in dry conditions? I don't know what's more impressive, but I think um, I'd much prefer a dry track. Um, it's, it was skated out there. Um, I started off, I was a little pretty nervous because we just haven't been that good in the wet 
previously. Um, and I think we, we've really tuned up the car with various pressures, cams, all that sort of stuff, just a, a proper wet setup. And it was great straight away. I mean, I was catching Chaz at the start, and, and he's normally a wizard in the wet and real fast. So I thought, well, we're pretty on here. So um, just try to be safe as I could. And, um, you know, it worked out pretty good. Captains in town, always good to perform well when all of the ownership structure is there watching on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's uh, it's just good that he gets to see everything firsthand, not secondhand. And, um, you know, certainly I think the progress that we've made in, with our wet car um, for the last you know, for the last six months and stuff like that is um, you know, certainly good to see. So I think he's pretty happy with that. Um, unfortunately, Fabs didn't get in the 10. We, you know, he had a quick enough car probably too. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll work on that overnight for him and, and uh, you know, see if he's strong in the race. Okay, let's uh, get straight into the questions from the journalists. <laughs> Uh, Chaz, um, a lot of the drivers after the session are talking about how, you know, the m- many moments, I guess, um, I guess how hard it's, is it going to be on a, um, to try and string together a lap, a single lap, if, it, if it's wet again tomorrow for the shootout? Yeah, it's, it's super tough. Um, you know, out there you feel like you're running around five or six laps just to kind of build some temperature into the tyres and, and then start to feel comfortable out there. But, um, I've, yeah, I've made it. It'd be, if it's wet tomorrow for a shootout, it would be, uh, be super tough, but that's... Uh, that's why we, uh, we do what we do. But, I mean, for today, I was quite impressed in qualifying session not to see one, one red out there. I think I had probably about 10 or, or a dozen moments where I thought, geez, that was very close. So I'm thinking a lot of other people probably had this, the similar type things. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a world-class effort from the, the whole grid out there to, to, to just keep the session going because um, those conditions are super, super tough. And uh, to Moff, um, last time you were in the uh, super cheap car, obviously you, you boys had a great result. I mean, uh, you're hopefully going to be in a good spot here to, <clears throat> to, to go big again uh, you know, at Bathurst and keep that run going as a partnership. Yeah, well, I guess after Chazzy's efforts, we can't start worse than 10th, so um, that'll be better than where we started last year. But, um, yeah, so far so good that we've been building up as the week's been going on. Um, so, yeah, first priority was to try and make make the shootout and Chaz did an awesome job in those conditions to do that um, so yeah we'll concentrate on a bit of race stuff tomorrow in probably practice six and then um, focus more on shootout stuff uh, for Chazzy in practice seven I would think so still uh, a lot 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 of laps to go under the the bridge so to speak um, but uh, yeah it's all going pretty smoothly so far. Shane, g'day. Um, looks like your car was pretty hard work out there. You yeah. and you had some excursions a couple of times. Uh, was yep. that you, the car, a little bit of both? Bit of everything, yep. Yep. Yeah, you can't answer your own question. <laughs> yeah, not much to add. We didn't stress too much. Today was a pretty good day in the morning and then just put wets on, didn't change the setup or nothing and just drove it. So probably pretty good for a dry setup. We were hoping it might dry a little bit, but yeah, it was all good. Garth, how about your weekend so far? A couple of co-driver sessions to get... Whoa, that's not the first time that's happened Sorry. this weekend. What was that? I was too busy breaking something. <laughs> yeah. um, your weekend so far? Yeah, it's been good. I just jump in when they tell me, drive it and get out when they tell me, ask me to get out. So, very low stress. Um, now, car's good. Um, like Shane said, we had a really good couple of morning sessions this morning and I think we found what we needed to find with the, with the balance of the car and... Um, and yeah, I'm really comfortable and enjoying it. 
Do you like co-driver life? I didn't really enjoy qualifying that much. That sucked. Um, <laughs> just making sure we got in. But, um, oh, look, um, I'm fully comfortable with my role and, and uh, where I fit into the team and, uh, and working with Shane and, and the entire team. So um, I'm enjoying it. You've been a competitor to Shane for so long. What's it been like sharing data, looking at his notes and, and learning what he does, seeing the other side of the curtain? Uh, yeah, look, it's been good. Uh, to be honest with you, there's not a lot of differences um, looking at data. So um, it's been encouraging. There's been a couple of places where he does something a little bit different to how I do it and, uh, and vice versa, and we're learning off each other. So I don't think that's any different to any co-driver-driver relationship up and down a pit lane. So... Um, it's been interesting to see how Triple Eight go about things throughout the year, and then you know I'm pretty comfortable with all that now. So um, it's been good to get into race weekend mode and execute all that. Okay. Last call from the journalist. We need to get Scotty off to the Fox Box. Uh, hi, um, for Scotty and Shane, um, Denny Hume and um, uh, Greg Murphy both got inducted into the Legends Lane today. Can you both briefly talk about what both of them have done for New Zealand motorsport? Denny Holm as well, guys. So you know. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I think, you know, those guys have, you know, uh, certainly for me, Murph growing up, you know, in my, my era, um, the, you know, my heroes growing up and, and really inspired me to become one, a supercar driver and, and to race as a proud Kiwi um, over in Australia. And, and in fact, if we ever get the chance to the world and certainly it's, um, you know, just to, obviously for them to get their um, inductees and all that sort of stuff is great. So, um, you know, good, good on them. But, um, you know, hopefully one day, you know, me and Shane are, you know, somewhere in that mix. <laughs> yeah, just just to add as well, like Denny Holm probably doesn't get recognised enough for what he did for New Zealand, our first only world champion in the Formula One and stuff. So, yeah, pretty awesome. Unfortunately, here is where he passed away. But, um, yeah, pretty special guy in, in New Zealand motorsport history. And then Murph, same for me. He was my hero growing up as well. So special to have him as a friend or all our friends here. It's, um, yeah, pretty cool to see him get recognised as well. So... So early. So there you have it, uh, our press conference, and uh, interesting to see the boys having a chat there at the end about uh, Greg Murphy in being inducted into the Hall of Fame, Shane Van Gisberg, and also mentioning Danny Holm and the fact that he hasn't been recognised enough in motorsport for what he's done for New Zealand Motorsport, Dale. Yeah, a really good uh, thing this morning that the, the next four inducted, uh, Peter Williamson, his wife accepted the, the jacket, uh, Denny Holmes' family was there and his wife accepted the jacket and Paul the Dude Morris and Greg Murphy were inducted. So that's a really interesting mix of people that have been uh, added to the Hall of Fame here. Um, and I think we'll, we'll start to see now that the, I guess the superstars have been inducted in the previous years, you'll start to see some of the people who have really contributed in interesting ways. Peter Williamson, obviously, for the, uh, you know, the, the, what his contribution to the race cam, the first race cam ever in the world here. Um, and obviously Paul Morris not only winning uh, the 1,000k race but has also won the, uh, the, the two-litre race. And Danny oh, Holm, and the, uh, the first... 12-hour yeah. and the six-hour. Yeah. There you go. Mm. And Danny Holm, the uh, first New Zealand world champion, Formula One champion. Uh, anything you need to add to the Hall of Fame? Crosby? No, very well. No, cool. Good Murph got in. The Point good news is, is that Murph did get in and he caught up with Dale a little bit earlier on for a bit of a chat. Greg Murphy, Hall of Fame inductee. That's a, that's a huge achievement. Must be very proud. Yeah, it is. A, it's a huge honour, isn't it? You know, and, um, you know, these, these things that I sort of focus on labels and, and numbers and stats and everything too much. I don't know if many people do, but, you know, to, to, uh, you know, to be joined or join a, a, an amazing list of, of uh, drivers that I've looked up to and have respect for for a long time is, yeah, I'm, I'm very honoured. 
you're back here in a very different role these days with uh, your media commitments, but you must be pretty excited about what's unfolding this weekend. I am. I, you know, the, the thought of, uh, and we've seen already uh, records being broken or, or benchmarks being, new benchmarks being, being set and uh, what's possible you know, throughout uh, qualifying the shootout and the race, you know, it is exciting because you know, we, we, we thrive on seeing um, people do things that, that uh, are hard to believe or hard to fathom and, and you know, see someone doing threes and now you know, down into the you know, low threes is, is just a, a phenomenal um, uh, achievement. By, by a group of people and, and, a, and obviously a very special driver and you know, I, I, I think um, the more of that the better because uh, it um, means that people will gra- gravitate to, to, that, to the sport because of those things, because of, because of those achievements and if, you know, having, having uh, a period with no achievements or no one doing anything that's amazing you know, um, you, you, we sort of uh, we get bored with that, we want to see people doing amazing things. Well, that's it. Day two wrapped up and locked in the can. We'll be back tomorrow with the top ten shootout. Quick prediction, boys. Paul, who's going to take it? No, oh, McLaughlin, but I hope it's dry. Yeah. Yeah, I can't see my buddy McLaughlin. No, neither can I. Or dry, Tony. I think he's, I think he's just a shoe and he's, uh, he's the man. All right, let's talk about that tomorrow right here on The Grid. Of course, powered by the Race Talk, thanks to our great friends at Truck Assist. We'll be back again tomorrow for our top ten shootout podcast.